Hey, y'all, this is Mallory Irvin, and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. We would love to thank our sponsor for this episode, Smart Cups. You can go to smartcups.com and enter the code Mallory20 to try the best energy drinks that you will ever consume in your life. We have them stocked in our house and we are obsessed. That's why we talk about them all the time. Hello and welcome back to the Living Fully podcast. Today, when we are recording this podcast, It is actually the eve of becoming parents to child number two. And so I have a special guest on here today, none other than my very own husband, Kyle Demiola. Mallory, thank you for having me back on your (laughs) podcast, back by popular demand. And I'm so grateful you busted out the... Haribo sour peaches for us to eat while we do this podcast. It's not sponsored, and I do still have diabetes. <laughs> so we decided to come on here today and do a relationship podcast because it's very, very important, especially with bringing another child into the world, I think, that you really have your relationship right, or as right as you can, that you are really intentional about just being in this together. And that goes for like whether you're getting ready to have a child or whether you're starting a new job or just like any big life event, especially one that's going to be really busy and crazy. I think it's really important to revisit those pillars of your relationship. And our relationship episode was actually in the top five. I think it was actually number three of all the episodes. So people really liked that. I think people are really into relationships. So without further ado... Kyle, would you like to get started? Yeah. So basically, (laughs) the difference between this episode and the last episode, Mallory and I got together our top 10 tips for a really thriving relationship and something that we kind of adhere to. So let's jump right in. So number one for me was uh, know yourself, but also be open and willing to change. So before you can really enter in into a relationship, I feel like the better you kind of know yourself the more you can give your best self to that other person. And so I feel like also to get to know yourself, you kind of have to be alone. And it's not really beneficial to keep on jumping to relationship to relationship to relationship. I mean, it's okay in that alone period to go travel, go spend some time with yourself, kind of see what you really like, what you don't like, but also know that you're willing to change if you meet a person to be open to that. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. And I think it's one that we touched on. Some of these like th- these five that we've each chosen may be a little bit of an extension upon things that people really resonated with um, in the last podcast. And I like it that Kyle added that into his, the being willing to change, because a lot of times, especially in the world of everybody is more independent, I feel like, than ever. And 
sometimes people are like, no, I'm not going to change. This is who I am. But I think that compromise is a really like beautiful testament to being a really strong person and being an independent person is like looking at the other person and the, and the spouse that you're with or the partner that you're with and, and seeing, you know, are there some things that we can meet in the middle on? Because you're not going to find a person that's the exact same as you. However, Kyle and I took the Enneagram and we are literally like the exact same. We're both three wing twos, which is bizarre. They say it's you have there's like a less than five percent chance that that even happens. So and Mallory was so shocked because she wanted me to secretly be a crappy one. I think, and when I was <laughs> like one of the best cra- ones, it blew there her mind, and she thought ones. she thought it was wrong and wanted me to take it again. And I said, no, this you know my score is my <laughs> score. So okay, so on so. to number two. My first one, like I said, we are getting ready to have a baby tomorrow, and I think this one's a really important one. So being on the same page and having discussions around important topics such as parenting, we're just going to talk about parenting today because that's a big one on our plate right now, and I think, unfortunately... So many people start dating someone and then they get in really deep and they fall in love. They might even get engaged. And sometimes they haven't even like discussed. I feel like a lot of people are like, yes, I want to have children. Sometimes they'll have that discussion. But you don't really discuss the ins and outs of that. And the ins and outs of that are very important and I think can destroy a relationship or can destroy a relationship that you have with your child. So if you have a partner that is super open and like not not strict and is kind of like oh our our kids can drink when we drink or our you know our child's going to go to school at this age or our child can date whenever they want to and then you have another parent that's like super strict like nope waiting until they're 21 they can't date until they're 16 they won't they'll go to this type of school that's going to cause a lot of tension and friction once you get you know to those important decisions So not only, I think, do you really need to make sure that you're on your same page, like whether or not you want to have children, but you really have to discuss like your parenting styles. And I think a lot of us get our parenting styles and the styles that we handle a lot of things in life from our own families and families of origin. So, you know, if your spouse or the person that you're in a relationship with has a totally, totally different family than yours, especially you, I think you need to have that conversation. And just make sure, you might not be on the same page with a lot of things, but make sure that person's willing to compromise. Wouldn't you yeah. say? And I, you know, now just a small disclaimer, this is probably not a conversation you want to have on the first date <laughs> at the Olive Garden <laughs> or wherever it may be. <laughs> Maybe bring this up a little down the road. Uh, but I think this is kind of uh, an opportunity in your relationship too, to really compromise and come together and kind of show that unified front as well. So on to my other one. This is number three, I believe. I think it's number two that you need to go to, Kyle. Well, I did one. You did one. And yeah, you only mind. did one, though. Now you got to go to number two, my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, number two, I have argue fair and state your needs. So obviously, you're going to have arguments. Arguing fair obviously means you're both going to be mad. I get that. But it really serves no purpose for any name calling or anything like that. And just state your needs. Tell your partner what it is you actually need. I feel like a lot of people don't do that. They just expect somebody to be a mind reader. It's like, when I need to get out of the house, I'll tell you, I need to go. I need to go eat. 
I, I get out of here for a little bit. And but sometimes I feel helpful. like we even struggle with that and we have a yeah. pretty solid relationship. It's like we notice it, I think, whenever we are like bickering about things. It's typically one of us not stating what we need. It's typically like Kyle's exhausted. I can't even lift for it anymore at this point in time. So he's had to take on a lot of the childcare. And, you know, we've been like a little bit like back and forth the last couple of days. And I, I just feel like a lot of that is just you needed to get out of the house and you were like super tired because you've been taking care of a baby for 24 hours and like the house and everything else. I mean, I was doing work and stuff, but physical labor I cannot do anymore. And now I'm looking forward to taking care of two babies and a wife who just got back <laughs> from a C-section. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> You'll be great. Okay, so I'll go on to my number two. And my number two is, it kind of goes along with the whole, the theme of living fully that I talk about a lot, whereas, you know, fine is the worst of the four-letter words. Fine, a fine existence and just being okay is so dangerous because a lot of times you won't shake it up and like really make the most of your life. And this goes for relationships too. So instead of letting a relationship just come along and existing in it and like learning how to get along and having a companion of sorts and someone to go on dates with and to go out with, really and truly like think about the partner, the type of partner that you want to be and the type of partner that you want to have before that person just waltzes into your life. Because I think... So many times, I mean, look, we're existing in the world with human beings all around us. And especially like if you're in your 20s and like the ages that people are meeting people, a lot of times you'll just take anybody that walks through the door. And I think if you haven't been really intentional about thinking about that person, it can just happen to you. Or thinking about the person that you want to be in a relationship, you can just morph into whatever that person that you're dating needs, or you can morph into whatever you think they need, which is worse than that. And I feel like that can be a really valuable thing to do. You become codependent. Yes. And I also agree with Kyle on the, like, maybe not discuss this on the first date and pull out your list that you've written down. Here's what I want in a life partner. But you need to notice those things. And if something that's super important and a value of yours is family, but the person that you're dating is like, is estranged from their family or isn't close to their family or whatever, it that doesn't mean maybe you don't need to date them, but you need to ask maybe the questions, why? Why are they not as close to their family? And, and talk about how that's something that's really important to you and ask them maybe do they want a family? Obviously, like I said, not maybe not on the first date. I don't know if there are sparks flying. <laughs> Go ahead. But I just think, you know, that's my, that's one of my tips that really ranks up there. And because I feel like it applies to a lot of areas of life, like the more intentional that you can be before a life event happens to you about thinking about that person or that event or that thing, the better. So one more thank you to today's sponsor, Smart Cups. We have been loving this product for over a year now and are just totally obsessed. It's something that we have to have, especially now as new parents to two. <laughs> it is truly our one of our staples in our home. So when we were first introduced to Smart Cups, we were like, oh, great, another like energy drink. This is going to be great. But when we first took a drink of Smart Cups and, and started consuming them just in our everyday lives, they truly made a difference for us. We don't crash off of them. There's zero sugar, zero carbs. They're amazing. We love all of the flavors but my favorite is I really love the margarita one. I really love the Poker Up Brain Boost one. Kyle loves the coffee one. There are so many different ones. So if you go to smartcups.com 
or go to the show notes for today's episode. You can click that link and use the code Mallory20 for a discount. Just try them out. I'm telling you, just try them out and you'll see why we love them. So thank you so much to Smart Cups for sponsoring this episode. So I will go into mine. My number three is have other interests. Uh, it's okay to have interest. <laughs> it's okay to have other interests than your partner. Mal loves a ton of stuff that I don't, and that's well, okay. Like what? Uh, you know, I besides Hallmark. Well, the Hallmark movies, I'm not really feeling watching Eat, Pray, Love when the Sunday night football game's on. <laughs> Just little things like that. But it's okay to have other interests. Go golfing with your buddies. You know this or that. It's okay not to like your significant others some of the things they're into that is perfectly fine i feel like that that's what makes you independent i feel like that's what brings you together like you're attracted to somebody when you first meet them or through because they're that person they like the things they like to do would you like to hear the things that i'm not interested in that you're interested in? you know mallory not today Okay, we'll move on to my number three. We're going to keep this one kind of moving along and short. We're trying different like forms and versions of of these podcasts to see which ones you guys kind of like the best. We're only in the teens here in our recording, so I'm going to keep this one short. Okay, so my number three is a really important one, I feel like, coming up on the phase of life that Kyle and I are about to be in. Tell your partner when they do something that you love. Express your love, not just like on Valentine's Day or the birthday, and not just to receive a compliment back. Give of your love, whether it is like verbally, whether you're giving a gift, whether you're writing a card, whatever it is, not just to receive. A lot of people, I feel like they want to hear how much somebody loves them. So then they'll express how much they love that person. Just give to give and show love to show love. You know, I think the longer that you're in a relationship or the longer that you're married to someone, it's really easy just to assume, well, we're together and we've been together for all these years. Of course we love each other. But I think there is nothing more important than stating that love and stating the things in particular that you love. Like for instance, I love Kyle as a new dad to a newborn baby. It is one of his roles that he shines in and he is just a 100% in that role. He's a 10 out of 10. He is just, he's amazing in that role. And I'm so excited to see him in that role tomorrow. I take your compliment. I will tell him that. That's that's an example of giving to give and her not receiving it back. (laughs) Well, I wasn't talking about not receiving it back. I was like, talking about if I said that just so you would be like, you're a good mom. (laughs) I just said that just so that he would know that that's one of my, I'm so blessed to have a husband that is an amazing dad. And obviously he gets tired and he gets worn out because our our one and a half year old Ford is super wild. And I always like have to think and remember, you know, how amazing of a dad he is that that I really am fortunate for that. So, you know, that's just an example of like something that I love about Kyle. I also love like he's so good to me during pregnancy. It's just been it's been really challenging up and down having a a little bit of a high risk pregnancy, like having gestational diabetes and all of these things that now when you're listening to this, I had, hopefully it will be gone. But the the patience, because there's no way that a man knows what it feels like to be pregnant. So 
finding a man that that just trusts that it is really tough and that just treats you with kindness every day and understanding, even though they've never been through something like that themselves. That's something that I really love about Kyle too. Let your partner know you love them. And that kind of goes into mine, you know, ask your partner how they experience love. And it kind of reminds me, what's that book? The The love languages. Love languages, speak the language of love. Something like that. The love I'm not la- sure I think if it's that's the, the book. You may not want to Google that last one. <laughs> um, but really, you know, some people see it as, as getting gifts. Others see it as compliments. However that is, I feel like it's really helpful to just ask your partner. Don't guess. Ask so you can really show them that love because it may not be the same way you experience love. I think that's a really great one. And they say that book, like you can take a test and that that book is a really powerful one. I think any kind of personality test or like a love language test, all those things I think can really teach you a lot about yourself. It can really teach you a lot about your partner. And I, I agree. I think that that's really great because I think Kyle and I experience it differently. And, you know, we have to, you have to realize that and you have to be okay with the fact that your partner sometimes experiences love differently. Yeah. That's what makes you unique. So I will move on to number four. This one, again, a very appropriate one as we anticipate this new season. So, with everything in life, I talk a lot about highs, but I talk a lot about lows as well. I I call them lows just for lack of a better word, but there will be moments that are more joyful and happy and blissful and honeymoony than the middle of the night. You've got two children bawling, crying, and you're totally exhausted and like at each other's throats. There are going to be so many so many different moments in your love life and in your relationship. So knowing then that there are going to be these different seasons and accepting seasons for what they are and just trying to do your best to remain connected through a season. I I say this line a lot because I really love it. One of my friends said it on one of my early podcasts and finding contentment in the chaos. Like there's going to be just, there's going to be a season of chaos and There are going to be things that happen in your families and there are going to be things that happen with your jobs and and obviously like with your children, if you have children and just knowing A, that those are just seasons, those, they will pass, but you, you know, the things that I really like look out for is you just don't want to like say things that you regret during bad seasons because you're having a really hard time and you don't want to make really big decisions in bad seasons either. We, Kyle and I have certainly had like our lower seasons. Like we talk a lot about that in our initial relationship podcast and those, those seasons were just what they were. And we learned so much through those seasons because we chose to keep like coming back to each other and being like, whoo, that was a rough one, but it was what it was. And if you can do that, you can really grow from those types of seasons more than you can from the joyful ones, in my opinion. Yep. I agree with all that. So my last little item here, and it's so, I feel like this is very generic, travel to get together and go on dates. 
I feel like when Mal and I travel together somewhere new, and it doesn't have to be anywhere fancy, just somewhere new, it's so much fun because you're really just kind of learning and discovering together. So even though if you go to a horrible place, it's always fun because you can laugh at it. If you go to a great place, you always remember it and you can tell your friends about it. Like it's so much fun to travel together and just go on dates too, especially as you're new parents just to get away from everything and kind of go back to just being a couple and putting time into your coupleship. So that's one thing I tell Mal I miss all the time because we popped out these kids pretty quick (laughs) after we got married. And I always tell her, I was like, I miss traveling with you, just us two, so, so much. And I love Ford and obviously this new baby, but we had so much fun traveling together. And that's one of the things um, I really enjoy doing and, and miss. Yeah. That's a really good one. And I think, too, like Kyle just said, like getting out of your surroundings, the people that you know, the places that you always go, the house that you live in, I just feel like it can really just, it's like a a blank slate. And it's just like two human beings like existing in an unfamiliar territory. And I just, I love that. I love it, too. I think it's so important. Okay, so my last one, like I said, we're going to keep this one short. Kyle's really good at keeping them like a little bit shorter, I could ramble for 45 (laughs) minutes. Sorry if you don't like the longer form podcast. But so number five is experience all of your emotions with your partner and listen to your partner. I think that a lot of people just in life, because I used to be like this too, they have the emotions that they want to show the world and then they hide the ones that they want to keep to themselves that they don't want to reveal. I think early in Kyle and I's relationship, uh, I was definitely like kind of insane or kind of crazy, but like I didn't necessarily reveal like vulnerability or sadness. I just tried to act like everything was, I had everything together and like everything was fine. It was very clear that it wasn't together, but like expressing sadness or, or, you know, those, those types of emotions too, I think are are really important because I think that that's, that's what a lot of, um, human beings connect over. And here's the thing though, with those types of emotions, you have to be a strong enough person within yourself for when your partner approaches you and it's like, I'm just sad. I'm just having an off day to not be like, sometimes I'm like this. Well, what's wrong? Well, is it something that I did? Because I didn't do anything. You have to just take it for what it is and just realize that sometimes people have off days. And I feel like that's one thing that Kyle is really great at. He's like, it's okay. It's just a bad day. Well, I feel like you don't, I don't know, you just, it's impossible to try to fix everything. Like sometimes people just need somebody to listen and not fix it. And I feel like that's kind of the approach I take with Mal. Like it's okay to be sad or if I'm upset, it's okay. I don't necessarily want her to fix it. And I don't think a lot of times she can fix it. It's just like, oh, I'm kind of feeling down today. This is why. And it's just like, okay, you know, that's okay. We get through it and move on. Yeah. And we always come back to baseline and we, our general like state is, is upbeat and is happy. And I think that if we were like that 100% of the time, there would be no like happy. It would just be normal. So I feel like those those down days or those fluctuations in emotions, like whether it's within yourself or whether, whether it's within your partner, I think are really critical for living a full life and having a full relationship. But like I said, the key, the key to that really is being comfortable enough in yourself to not jump to the conclusion that it's something that you've done 
and just really sit there and listen to your partner. So if you notice that your partner's down, instead of being like, well, what's wrong with you? Or like, too blessed to be stressed. (laughs) Or like whatever quote you've decided to use that day, ask your partner, you know, what's going on? And be okay with the answer of, I don't know, like I just feel a little off. Now, if your partner is one that doesn't really share emotions and stuff like that, maybe you have to pull it out a little bit more. Maybe you have to, you know, say, it, it could it be, is it this? Are you having trouble at work or something like that? Like, talk to me. And I mean, if they stiff arm you and they say, no, they're not going to, then I would just continue to be like, an open ear to listen and hopefully they'll get to that point once they feel safe. But yeah. And I'd be, and I would say if you do, if you're with somebody and they don't communicate their emotions very clearly and readily, I would say tread lightly trying to pull things out because it may just dig them deeper. Just, I feel like it would be best just to be like, well, Hey, I noticed you seem down. I'm here to listen and I love you and a kiss on the cheek and then let it be. Okay, that's good advice, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's a good thing to end on. <laughs> let, let's just let it be. Let's let it be. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Living Fully. Uh, we greatly appreciate you guys listening to every one of these episodes. You make this podcast what it is. And we literally cannot thank you enough. So when you're listening to this, hopefully we will have a healthy, happy baby in our arms. I will probably have a one and a half year old in my arm and a new baby in my arm and a wife in the bed. And I will probably be sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, Kyle. (laughs) With the children. All all three of us sleeping. (laughs) So we shall see. But thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.